July 2nd, 2017, and this is another edition of the Bruins Beat with your host, Jimmy Murphy, and our guest today is Mark Diver of the Providence Journal. Well, welcome to another edition of the Bruins Beat, and as I said, our guest is Mark Diver of the Providence Journal, and Mark, uh, free, agency, free agency day has uh, come and gone. Uh, a lot went on across the NHL, but of course, if we're looking at the Boston Bruins, uh, the big story, I, I think unfortunately, because I think they did get some good players, but obviously the big story is who they didn't get, and that's John Tavares. Uh, Sent in for a poso with Tavares, feeds Tavares, quick shot, save made by the pan of Luanda. Tavares scores! Tavares wins it on a backhander! It's over! It is all over! For the first time in 23 years, the New York Islanders have won a playoff round, and perhaps the most fitting man to score the winner is John Tavares! Just your take on the whole Tavares situation, them being in it, them not getting them, and what do they do for uh, – how do they take that going forward? Well, uh, I'm not surprised they didn't get him. I, I think that was, a, that was a long shot. I think uh, Toronto was a very attractive place for him to go, obviously. Um, if he wants to win, well, they're set up to win uh, soon. So uh, you got that, and then it, it's his hometown. So uh, – the money, uh, the money's the money. You know, how much money do you need? But uh, everyone was pretty much offering the same. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you figured he would go there, or, or that would be one of the, they would be one of the favorites at least. The fact that Boston was in it, though, I think is uh, is somewhat encouraging. Um, I was told that uh, that the, the, the Tavares camp called the Bruins to get them involved, not the other way around, which, uh, you know, was, uh, I was told the same, kind of, kind of, kind of surprised me a little bit, you know, interesting, uh, little footnote now, but, uh, you know, the fact that the Bruins are thought of, uh, in that way, I guess we shouldn't be surprised, but it's encouraging if, uh, you know, if you're rooting for the Bruins that they're, uh, that they have a that kind of uh, status at this point, uh, so there's that. But uh, you know, all the moves that they would have had to make to clear space and unload contracts and and so forth and so on. Uh, well, they don't have to do that now. But uh, you know, they might want to consider still unloading a contract or two if they if they could. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might set them up uh, for something better down the road. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And you know what, uh, going back to what you said, I had been told as well, uh, you know, when it first came about that they were going to get a chance to talk to the Bears. I was told, too, that it was Tavares that reached out to them. And, you know, that's the way the Bruins are looked at right now across the league. They're, they're looked at as a, a, a solid, very good contender uh, that's got a bright future as well. They, they've got a good system. And, you know, they're, they're positioned well right now to succeed for the next three to five years at least. And I, I, I think that, you know, that should be a big credit to Don Sweeney and Cam Neely and their, and their scouting staff, both at the pro level and the amateur level. I, I think guys like Scotty Fitzgerald are doing a great job there. And um, I, I think that's a huge sign going forward. I know Bruins fans right now are ticked off and saying, oh, well, you know, we got stuck with scraps and – got Yaroslav Lack and John Moore and a couple other guys. And, 
but they shouldn't look at it that way. I mean, the fact that these guys want to come here right now not only means that you might be able to get UFAs in the future, but even in the more immediate, it means you might be able to pull off a trade. Uh, look, they're looking for a top six winger right now. Should they target a guy that has a no-movement clause? I think the chances are more likely now than maybe they were a couple of years back that that guy's going to waive his no-movement clause to come here. So I, I think they position them well as a destination city, but they definitely still need uh, to figure out some cap issues, like you said. And I, I think unloading – I don't know if I'd unload David Krejci right now, obviously, because he didn't get to Paris, but if they could find a taker for David Backus, uh, yeah. that would be huge. But my question to you on that, though, Mark, is I think there's some more to Backus right now, you know, than maybe – meets the eye or maybe we're talking about here and it's kind of a unfortunate thing. I didn't like the way things seemed with him when, when we, you know, last saw him after they were knocked out by Tampa Bay. I mean, there was a, there was a very big cloud of uncertainty health wise with him and the concussions he's had and almost kind of scary, you know, and you could see it in his eyes when he was talking. That's going to be interesting going forward. And and, and on that note, like what team's going to take him? You know, they, they must know that. Well, too. yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's, uh, that's, you know, the, the dilemma with him is, uh, he has an injury, a concussion history, uh, and a big contract. So, you know, you might have to package him with, uh, with a prospect yes. and, uh, maybe a draft pick and to make that work because, uh, you know, teams aren't going to, line up to uh, acquire David Backus uh, just on his own. He has those issues and uh, you know, you hope that uh, you hope that he's okay. Um, And Rick Nash uh, also, you know, I think it's good that guys are, uh, you know, kind of stepping back a little bit and and thinking about, Mm. you know, where they're at before they, before they go forward. Uh, I think maybe in uh, generations past guys just, you know, plunged on and regardless of what, uh, what head injuries or knocks they might've taken, I think guys are, guys are taking more care now for obvious reasons to, uh, to watch out for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I agree with you too. There's more awareness now and I think that's better for the league. Um, you know, but we look at that right now, we look at that top six and look, Sweeney, Sweeney indicated that he's still on the hunt to find that winger. He lost out on Kovalchuk. Uh, but I think he's got some other targets out there. And, of course, you know, some of the names we hear right now, uh, it's pretty pretty good names out there that could be available, uh, you know, specifically maybe our Timmy Panarin or Jeff Skinner. Yeah. Um, out of those two, who do you think would be a better fit for the Bruins? Well, I'd like – I'd love to see Panarin. Panarin trying to cut in. Scores! Game winner in overtime. What? You know he's got uh he's, he's not a he's he's really entering the prime of his career right now yeah. i would say uh age wise um you know he it's contract up after this year i believe and he's going to be looking to uh you know hit the jackpot here um and, and you know why not why not boston uh would would be my take on it um you know you put him in with the skilled guys that that they have into the mix with the Pasternak's and the Marchands and the Bergeron's and guys like that. And, uh, you know, it would be, 
it, it would really be something for them if they could add a guy like that. The question would be, what's what's the cost? Uh, you know, and, and the uncertainty also of uh, having a guy that that I believe could walk at some point if you didn't lock him up. So uh, that factors into it too. But uh, I like Jeff Skinner, but I I like Panarin more. Yeah, I'm with you too. I mean, I I, I think Panarin obviously the cost is going to be more there. Um, but I see if you can if you even have an inkling of a chance to get a sniper like Panarin, uh, yeah, like you said, entering his prime, you do it. And you know this this kind of segues into. Another conversation that Sweeney was having with the media yesterday, you know, he brings in a left shot D like, like him and Cam Neely wanted with some size, with some speed. Uh, but now they've sort of got a traffic jam of left shot Ds there. And, you know, for cap, cap reasons, one of them's going to have to probably go. And you, you look yeah. at the skill, the deal he's got, uh, and it looks like Tory Krug. I mean, we've had this conversation before, but, I mean, it – Bruins fans, you know, when they hear this, I want to clarify to them, Mark, uh, you know, we're not saying that we think the Bruins should trade Tory Crew because we don't like him or we, we don't think he's a good player. We're just saying because of the salary cap, somebody's got to yeah. go. And if you're putting your – if you put yourself in the, in the eyes of uh, another team that's looking at the Bruins and, and look, he's, he's the most entertaining player. He's a guy you're going to target and want in return. And so – I ask you now, do you think, you know, if the Bruins were to go to Columbus and say, you know, here's Tory Krug and, I don't know, say an Anders Bjork or another, um, you know, NHL-ready prospect and a draft pick, do you think that gets it done for Artemi Panarin? Uh, I, it might. It might. Uh, you know, they uh, – Columbus, uh, you know, they, they have a good team. They're not uh, – they're not far. They're not as good as the Bruins, obviously, but uh, you know they're on the right track over the last little while as far as uh, moving up in the league. That might be enough. It's certainly uh, certainly worth talking about if uh, you know if they were uh, if they were amenable to it. Yeah, I mean, I I think that you have to look at that. I think Columbus would be interested in him. He's got a reasonable hit there, a cap hit that is. So. Uh, yeah. The other thing, though, I wonder, too, is how much does his recovery right now from his injury, I mean, is that holding things up? Who knows if, they, if this is something that can get done in the offseason? Well, yeah, that's that's true. You can't uh, you can't make a trade like that and have a, a guy uh, and, and not be 100% sure of, of the guy's health. You, you just can't do that. So, yeah, that might, uh, that might not be something that uh, – would happen say in july you might have to you might have to wait until uh say september early september before you could pull that off yeah for sure for sure hey mark let's take a look at some of the the lower tier guys though i mean we talk about john moore of course yarsoff a lock i think i think it's a solid move as a backup there but you know some yeah. of the bottom uh the bottom forwards that they got there joaquin nordstrom you got chris wagner um, I know you're a bit familiar with Wagner. What can you tell our listeners about him? I think uh, he's the kind of guy that Bruins, the Bruins and their fans are, are going to really like. Um, I think he's cut from uh, some of the same cloth as, uh, as Nola Chari. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just competes, competes his butt off all the time. Uh, he's one of the, one of the leading hitters in the league. Uh, you know, the stats 
bear that out. He's not fun to play against. So I think he's a good fit in the in the bottom, uh, you know, on the fourth line. Uh, and, you know, as far as Noel goes, you know, Noel plays so hard that he's always at risk to get hurt. He's always banged up. Right. And, uh, you know, Wags gives them a little bit of, you know, it gives them depth. You know, if Noel's out, then uh, then then Wags can still bring the uh, the physical game that uh, that you know that Butch uh, Cassidy and the Bruins like. Uh, so I like that. I like that signing, um, and not just because uh, Chris's dad is a friend of mine, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think uh, I think it means it means the world to Chris to be to play for the Bruins. Yeah. Uh, he said it yesterday. It's a dream come true. Yeah, Walpole, you know, Massachusetts native. I know he played yeah. for the Junior Bruins too, didn't he? Uh, he might have uh, yeah. as, a, as a real young kid, yeah. But I yeah. think it was with the Kings most of the time, yeah. South Shore Kings. But uh, in fact, I have a picture that his dad sent me that's – I'm going to dust it off one of these days. Uh, and Chris <laughs> will probably uh, track me down and punch me in the mouth. But uh, it's a picture of Ke- Kevin Hayes, Noel, and uh, and Chris Wagner when they were – I don't know. They might have been 11 years old uh, with the South Shore Kings. It's a classic. Oh, wow. It's That's a classic. Awesome. That's great stuff. Yeah, it's always. I, I I think I think he's a good uh, a good fit here. Um, his his agent got a lot of calls from uh, from teams because uh, you know it's not a break the bank uh, contract. It's uh, you know 1.25 million. You know that uh, that's not out of line in today's NHL by any means. Um, so I think uh, I think he'll he'll be a good addition. Uh, the the guy from Carolina, honestly, I had to look him up when I when I heard his name, I because that one I uh, I, I that that one didn't re- I didn't recognize. But um, you know they say his uh, his game is speed and he's a good penalty killer. So. Uh, you know, I uh, we'll see, but uh, you know, I, I I trust the Bruins. Uh, you know, scouting department did their homework on him, and and uh, you know, they think he'll be a they'll be a help. So uh, we'll see about that. Yeah, you know, I remember too, and I it, it remind I was trying to figure out why I remembered his name, but he was on uh, the Cup team for Chicago in 2015. Yeah, and yep. I, just, I for some reason I remember him. I, I'd have to go back and look it up. I haven't had the time to do it, but I. I feel like he stepped in for somebody that was hurt uh, in that final series and kind of stepped up for the Blackhawks. He was one of those depth guys yeah. that came through for him. Yeah. And, I, you know, and I, I think that's the way the Bruins are going to look at him. He's a depth guy for sure. They're not, you know, they're not looking for him to come in and uh, score 30 goals here, but he's a good guy. My question to you, though, is I, I want to look at a guy they lost in Tim Schaller who ends up going to Vancouver. From the outside, and I may be wrong, but from the outside, it, it, it seemed like Schaller wanted to stay, but maybe the Bruins were a little bit lukewarm and, and didn't want him to stay as much. What was the take there? How did that unravel? I think that just was money. Uh, you know, $1.9 million for Tim Schaller, that's a, that's a great deal for him. Uh, but... Uh, you know, I'm not. I, obviously, the Bruins didn't want to go. They weren't willing to go that high. Uh, so I think that's that's all that was. I don't think there was anything to it other than that. Okay. Um, 
you know, Timmy also is coming off a, a career season. Uh, you know, was that the best season numbers wise? That could be the best season he ever has as a, as a pro, you know, yeah. the kind yeah. of player he is. So, you know, I, I don't, uh, you know, these teams, the Bruins and other teams, they're not going to let sentimentality get in, in the way uh, most of the time. Yeah. You know, it's a, the bottom line is they, uh, they, I, I believe they, they thought he wanted too much money. And so, uh, you know, see you later and bring in the, uh, bring in the next guy. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, as we're looking at it, Mark, you just finished development camp. We saw a lot of prospects there. But, you know, you're very, obviously very familiar with the Providence Bruins. Uh, Sweeney's made it very clear. Yeah, they might try and go out and make some trades, but they're also going to give some guys internally a chance to get into that, uh, you know, into the lineup at the NHL level. Some guys right now, I mean, as, as we get into the summer here and we look towards next season – who are some guys you've got kind of in your head that have a legit chance at making a lineup? Well, I, I'd be, I'd be surprised a little bit if, if most, some of the guys from Providence broke, broke camp with the team. I, I think there's a, there's a bunch of guys down there that have a chance to, uh, to play NHL games and maybe contribute a little bit, but, there are no, uh, to my eye at least, there are no uh, Matt Grizzlicks or uh, or Jake DeBrusks ready to, uh, you know, make a splash. Um, mm. But guys like, you know, I'm curious to see how JFK looks when he comes back. He had a, you know, an in and out year, in my opinion, up and down, uh, and a, had a real bad concussion in uh, midway through. I think that set him back. Uh, but he's a terrific prospect. Maybe left BU a year too early, but uh, you know he's uh, he's not far from NHL ready. Um, right. I don't think the defensemen in Providence. I don't. I don't think any of those guys are. Uh, you know, Zaborl and and uh, Lozon. I don't see them uh, making an impact at all this year. Those guys need more time in the in the minors. Uh, you know, other guys that in Providence that, that have a chance. I think Ryan Fitzgerald is maybe a little bit of a dark horse. I don't think people uh, appreciate maybe the year that he had in Providence. He was really good. And he's gritty. He's got some, uh, he's got some hands. I think he's got a, got a chance maybe at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Solarik is a terrific prospect. Uh, Although, you know, I, he's a guy I think that, that might, uh, might figure into a trade at some point. Yeah. I'm you know, they're, they're, they're heavy. They're heavy on young left wing prospects, you know, you know, Donato, Bjork, Heinen, Solaric, you know, you, you can't keep them all. Um, so maybe they trade him. If they don't, I think he's got a chance. Uh, some of the other guys, the older guys, um, I'm a big fan of Jordan Schwartz. He's a, uh, you know, pretty much a career American leaguer at this point, but you know, he's a guy that can play on your fourth line and, and, and contribute. I think he'll be back in Providence. So we'll see what happens with him. Anton bleed is a, uh, an energetic, uh, you know, disturber in, uh, in the Marshan mold, I guess a little bit, uh, without the, without, without the hands, 
but uh, you know he's a uh, he, he's a feisty guy, miserable to play against. He might uh, he might be able to help at some point. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, you know, I think that's uh, that's about it at this point. But like I said, I don't see a, a Jake DeBrusque or a um, Matt Grizzly who is on the verge of, of making the next step. Um, not to say that any of those guys w- uh, won't do it down the road. I just think heading into the season, I'm not expecting that from those guys. But uh, I think they're all viable prospects, and uh, some will make it and some won't, and, uh, and we'll see as we go. Looking at the, the camp that they just finished there, the development camp, was there a player that kind of caught your eye you weren't expecting to? Uh, well, I was impressed, you know, not that I didn't expect it because I I've, I've know this player and I've watched him throughout his time at Brown University, but I, I thought Tommy Martian was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a big kid, 20, 22, 23 years old. He's got a man's body, unlike some of those kids who are just, uh, you know, teenagers. Uh, you know, Tommy's uh, Tommy's a man, and uh, and I think he was he was strong on the puck. He, he scored a couple of nice goals. He was good, uh, but overall, I I don't think the uh, it wasn't the star power to this year's camp that uh, that we've seen in the past when guys like Pasternak and McAvoy and Donato. Mm-hmm. Even going back to Sagan, you know, guys who, uh, you know, the stands would be packed at Wilmington to to see some of those guys. This year, you know, not so much at at Warrior. Yeah, I hear you on that. You know, one guy who isn't a kid by any means, but he was there to kind of get acclimated to the city and to the team, uh, the, the Martin Backos they signed. Uh, yeah. Czech Republic. Uh, you know, I, I guess we can't really gauge – you know, what, what to expect from him from that camp. Um, but I thought it was a pretty good move by him and by the team that he was over there, just kind of getting used to everybody and meeting the coaches and everything. And I got a chance to talk to him. Seems like a pretty decent guy. Um, I'll tell you something though. He had, a <laughs> so I asked him, it was funny cause I have a friend of mine who, uh, who does some work with the uh, Kunlun star in the KHL, the Chinese team, yep. who he actually uh, played for. And yeah. I guess, uh, I don't know if it was beginning of last year or the year before, he had um, signed a new contract with them, and he showed up two weeks later for camp, and Mike Keenan uh, was a coach. And yeah. after, after three days of camp, <laughs> Keenan called him into his office and looks at him and goes, I don't want you. Rips up the contract right in front of him and says, see you later. <laughs> and he said, What? <laughs> Wow, that's how they roll over there, huh? Yeah, that's that's how Mike Keenan's always rolled, I guess, huh? And he must. And now that he's now that he's in the so you know, I guess the KHL, you can look at it like the Wild Wild West. Uh, yeah, he said he said he's never seen anything like it. And he said, "What are you talking about?" He's he said, that's it. I don't want you. And so that was the end of his uh, KHL experience. And, you know, I guess he was he was going to play in Sweden this year, and then the Bruins came knocking, but. Yeah, hey, I don't know much about him. He could be interesting. I'm sure you're going to see a lot of him in uh, Providence, huh? Yeah, and I think uh, I think he's a good uh, a good signing. At low risk. Yep. You uh, you know, I think it was apparent that the guy's an experienced pro. He uh, you know 
he he just looked a half a step ahead of most of the guys uh, there at camp. And and why wouldn't he? He's uh, he's yeah. played pro almost ten years. So yeah, he's a low risk guy, uh, a depth guy in Providence. If uh, if that's what it comes down to, and uh, we'll see. Maybe he'll get a maybe he'll get a chance up top. Maybe he won't. But uh, you know, not a bad guy to have around. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, God, it just reminded me, too, uh, speaking of checks, uh, I, I think I told you when we were sitting there at camp one day, I, uh, but I'll let our listeners hear it. It's hilarious. I was talking to um, Lauco, uh, you know, the, the pick yep. they had there in the third round. And, I, you know, I was asking about Pasternak, and, he, you know, he's obviously raving about him, loves him. And he had a chance, I guess, he was at a couple camps with Pasternak and played with him a bit, uh, loved him as a player, loves him as a person. Um, you know, I said, how popular is he getting in Czech Republic? He said, very, very. And so then I said, you know, is he, is he kind of on his way to be the, the new Yager? And he's, he says, no, no, there, there will never be new Yager. But he, will be, <laughs> he will be the Pasternak. So like you said, I, I got to copyright that and make a T-shirt. Yeah. Pasternak. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. You know what? You know what? I, I, I come to find though, it's just I guess it's their personality. The Czech the Czech players always have, you know, this great sense of humor. It's a bit dry, but it, yeah, yeah, it's really fun. it is dry. Yeah, you know, but they're fun to deal with. They really are. And uh, you know, this hey, that kid looks like he could be a good one too. I mean, uh, a lot of people said that was kind of a I, I don't know if steals kind of a strong word there but it was it was a good scoop to get him at that at that uh, in the draft where they got him so um you know good on the Bruins scouting department there yeah no I agree um you know the kind of speed he has is uh you know is is what everyone's looking for these days um yeah. you know the question will be can he uh can he do anything with his hands? You know, is there more to his game than just uh, than than just uh, the speed part? So uh, we'll see. I'm curious to see where he ends up this uh, this season, whether it's in the Quebec League or or back home or or, or wherever. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Sweeney was commenting on that the other day, right? They've got a a, a lot of contractual options yeah. they got to figure out there with him. So that will be interesting. Um, but yeah, so, you know, this is where they had, we look in with, we're almost to the 4th of July now as we record this and, you know, I, I think the Bruins already had a good team, a team that got to game five of the second round. I think even though they didn't get John Tavares, I think they got better on July 1st. I, I, I really think, I think Halak's a better goalie than Hudobin when it comes down. He's got I, I agree. You know, I so agree. I think they got better you, there. You, Go ahead. I agree. If you look at Halak's career numbers his his one lost record is uh is impressive um yeah so yeah you know everyone loves Hudobin but um you know you you forget that there are times when he can really go off the rails and and not be very good yeah we didn't see much of that we didn't see much of that last year he was he was good most of the time before Mark I mean he yeah he showed up completely out of shape for camp you know and they sent him. They sent him down to Providence for a weekend, and my God, he was horrendous. Yeah, you know. And uh, I don't remember the circumstance, but I, I don't think they had any choice but to call him back up. Right at, at that point, but uh, you know, a guy sitting on a you know a fat uh, two year contract, you never know what what he's gonna. A guy with his track record, who knows, right? Yeah. I mean, 
So I, I think Halak, uh, Halak's a, a slight upgrade there. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, they filled their need with the, the left deep pairing, a second pairing there with John Moore and added some size, and he's got speed. His, you know, can he have a little more offensive uh, production? Yeah, but he's still 27. He, he's got room to improve. The only issue I had with that signing was just the term. I, I don't know if I would have given him five years. Maybe they didn't have a choice, but, uh, you know. No, I, I agree. The term is questionable. But, uh, you know, I, I put this out on Twitter yesterday, and I, you know, I really believe this. I think Kevin Dean uh, can help that guy. That's right. I saw your uh, tweet, yeah. You know, I think uh, I think he'll he'll be a better player for for uh, for working with with Kevin. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, as far as the five years goes, I, I yeah, that's a little much. But the uh, the number I think is I think is uh, is pretty good. Yeah, you know, that was amazing. If it come if it comes down to it, after two years, three years, you could uh, you could buy him out. It wouldn't uh, it wouldn't kill you. You could uh, you could bury him in Providence. The number wouldn't kill you. Yep. Or or you could trade him. So, yeah. you know, yeah, I think off the you see that five years and you say, holy, holy crap. But uh, you know, I I I think they'll be fine with that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it was a good move, and uh, it'll be interesting now, like we said, to see how the rest of the defense shakes out and what moves they might. Maybe like they, we say, they might use Tory Krug to get that top six winger they need. But uh, I think it's going to calm down for a bit. I may be wrong. Who knows? I mean, uh, you know, there could be some, something could be going on as we record this. Who knows? But <laughs> Reedy kind of seemed like he wanted to chill a bit this week. He seemed a little bit exhausted. Yeah. You know, you've you got to remember these guys, are, they've had the draft, you know, yeah. and, and then they had the whole Tavares thing and then development camp and free agent. I mean, they're human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sooner or later, they're going to hit well, them. They're, yeah, they, they will. And, uh, you know, going forward, they're very well positioned to make a trade. So. They have assets. They have yep. young players that people want. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think they're in real good shape right now. I think so, too. Well, listen, Mark, we're always in good shape reading your stuff at Providence, uh, at the Projo, at the Providence Journal. And uh, we appreciate you joining us. And, if I don't talk to you for a bit, uh, enjoy the 4th and, and your summer, all right? I will. Same to you, Jimmy. Always, all right. uh, always good to talk. Good stuff. Mark Diver, the Providence Journal. Join us here on the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. I'm Jimmy Murphy. We'll talk to you next week.